Your generous support is the only thing keeping this show going. I rely on the support of my listeners to keep creating content. And you don't have to sign up for one of the Patreon plans. I know some of you really don't want another monthly payment you have to manage. But if you believe in my work, please consider sending a one-time gift at lesbianromantic.com support. Every dollar counts. Whether it's buying me a coffee or an entire bag of specialty coffee beans, your gift will be used to create another episode like this one. Thank you so much for helping me out. Lesbianromantic.com slash support. Hello, fellow romantics. Happy New Year. I hope your 2023 will be a year filled with health, joy, and hope. I look forward to creating many more episodes for you this year, and I want to thank all the fellow romantics who helped make that possible. But first, the first episode of 2023. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 9. September 20th, 2063. Region 6 of the American Desert, New Mexico, North American Province. 11.30 p.m. local time. Jade checked the terminal. She was keeping a close eye on their estimated arrival time and the weather warnings now that the sun had set. Luckily, the terminal reported no changes. She focused back on her work. Jade was typing up a report about her findings at the last measurement station. She had decided she would send it to every co-worker in the North American region as soon as it was done. Her superior still hadn't responded to her first message. Jade guessed her boss would be upset that Jade was sharing everything with the whole team, but she didn't care. If her worst suspicions turned out to be accurate, it was essential to share the information immediately. Jade scanned her text. She double-checked to see if she had attached the summary page of the data. Unfortunately, the raw data was too big to include. The connection in this part of the desert was slow. Maybe she could get a better one at the next measurement station. You're sure about this? Becker asked from the back of the pod. Jade looked up. I'm not sure about anything at this point. I know, Becker nodded. But I'm about to send a very alarming message to some very important people. You mean your superiors? Jade asked. Yes, and some people even higher up the chain through a personal channel. Jade quirked an eyebrow. Isn't that against the rules? Becker took in a deep breath. It is. Sometimes it's warranted, though. Oh, really? Jade asked, straightening. I thought you only played by the book. I do play by the book, Becker said defensively. Just, just not all the time? Jade asked, intrigued now. The commander was blushing. 
This pleased Jade. What are you telling your friends through this personal channel? She asked, sounding sterner than she had intended. Becker rolled her eyes. Seriously, what are you sharing? Jade asked, getting up. Maybe we should align our messages a bit more. Really? Becker replied. Jade sat down on the bench across from Becker. I like my job. I'd also like to keep it. Since when do you worry about keeping your job? Becker said, eyes narrowing. I'm really good at what I do, Jade countered. They won't fire me that easily. This is different, though. Becker's blue eyes had that startling intensity again. Jade shifted in her seat. You're right, this is different, the commander finally said. If this turns out to be a nothing burger, no one will ever take either of us seriously again. Jade nodded slowly. I know, my team won't respond as quickly as yours. They'll double-check all the data first. You going up the chain will have more impact. This is why I came to you in the first place. Becker stared at her for another long moment. So, what are you sharing at this time? Jade insisted. She wanted to know how serious Becker was about this. Jade also wanted to know if the commander was sending the correct information. She hadn't exactly been quick to understand everything so far. I haven't included your reckless behavior, if that's what you're worried about, Becker said, eyes sparkling. What? Jade said, confused. Her eyes widened. No, that's not what I am worried about, she snapped as her cheeks reddened. Like I said, they won't fire me because some commander complains about me. Some commander? Becker said. Really? Jade's nostrils flared. Why was Becker pushing her buttons again? Couldn't they just cooperate for once? Please, can we just work together? She said, using every last bit of her restraint. Becker glanced at her tablet and then back up at Jade. Fine, she said and handed Jade the device. Have a look. Jade quickly scanned Becker's message. She was surprised to see that all the information was correct. For now... Becker had focused on the military base, alerting her superiors that it would no longer have power soon. You're not going to... Jade started to ask. Keep reading, Becker interrupted her. Right, sorry. Jade mumbled and did as Becker suggested. At the bottom of the message, Becker pointed out that the issues at the military base might not be an isolated incident. She suggested looking into the data of the most crucial power stations worldwide. Nicely done, Jade said, and she meant it. Becker chuckled. <laughs> Thank you. Jade blushed again. She said, I guess you can't get to where you are without being good at politics and such. I'm glad you approve of my skills, Becker said dryly and held out her hand. Jade gave her the tablet back. Are you always like this? She sighed. It's kind of tiresome. Becker froze. Jade instantly regretted her words. She was too stubborn to apologize, though. Becker was the one acting like a pain in the neck most of the time. Why should Jade be the bigger person? I'll send the message, the commander said coolly. You should send yours. Yep, Jade replied and walked back to the front of the pod. 
She picked up her own device and read through the summary of her report one more time. She nodded her approval and then hit send. The message remained on the screen. She hit send again. I don't have a connection, Becker said from behind her. Jade frowned and checked her own connection. She was completely disconnected. She quickly checked satellite reception. They were near the border now, but there should still be plenty of signal. Except there wasn't. September 21st, 2063. San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province. 1 a.m. local time. Louise woke up with a start. She looked around the room, confused. Sorry, I didn't want to wake you, Elle said, kissing her forehead. What time is it? Louise asked, rubbing her eyes. 1 a.m., Elle whispered. I need to go. Something came up. Go back to sleep, baby. Louise pushed herself up on her elbows. What's going on? I don't know yet, baby, Elle said, running her fingers through Louise's hair. They woke me up a minute ago. What? Louise asked, blinking at Al. But you're already fully dressed. Yeah, Al nodded. I have to leave immediately. I don't know when exactly I will be back. I'll send you a message as soon as I can, okay? Where are you going? Louise asked, increasingly alarmed. I don't know yet, Al said again. You mean you don't want to tell me? I can't tell you, Al sighed. You know that. Louise frowned. She understood that Al couldn't share everything with her. Louise didn't have the security clearance for it. Surprisingly, they didn't have to have this sort of conversation that often. For some reason, everything felt different all of a sudden. For the first time, it felt like Al was keeping secrets from her. And it felt like yet another proof of the distance that had grown between them. Louise felt most connected to Al during the night. Sleeping in each other's arms always made her feel safe and secure. Now, Al was leaving her behind in the middle of the night. Al seemed to pick up on Louise's turmoil. Baby, I'd stay if I could. <clears throat> I know, Louise croaked. She felt like someone was squeezing her throat shut. Are you going to be okay? Al asked stroking Louise's cheek. Sure, Louise answered unconvincingly. I wish we could talk more, Al sighed, but I really have to go. Do you want to go on that date soon? Louise looked up, hopeful. You think you have time tonight? I was planning to work late, but I can change that, Al winced. I'm not sure if I can tonight. This situation might take some time to resolve. I'm not sure I'll be back. Yes, right, Louise nodded. She understood, but still felt disappointed. After your situation has resolved, then... Come on, baby, Al pleaded. Don't make this so hard. Louise arched an eyebrow. What is that supposed to mean? Al blew out a breath. I mean, I don't want to go either. I feel like we haven't really been there for each other. I feel the same way, 
Louise said. I hate it. Me too, Elle replied as she took Louise's hand. But I really need to go. They're waiting for me. I promise you that we'll talk as soon as I can. And I'll make lots of time for whatever you want to do. But what do you want to do? Louise asked. Elle was making her feel like a needy spouse, and she didn't think that was fair. Don't you want to spend time together? Of course I do, Elle said. I just thought you might have something specific in mind. Louise sighed. I'll come up with something, okay? Elle continued. She squeezed Louise's hand. I'll tell you when and where to meet me, and the rest will be a surprise. Okay, Louise nodded the tightness in her chest lessening. That sounds nice. Yes, it'll be wonderful, Elle said and kissed Louise. Louise cupped Elle's cheek and kissed her back. I love you so much, Elle whispered against her lips. I love you, Louise replied, desperate to feel more of Elle. Elle rested her forehead against Louise's. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go. It's okay. Louise said. I'll send you a message as soon as possible, okay? Louise kissed Elle again. All right, I'm going to work late unless you're back. I doubt I will be, Elle said. But I'll be home as soon as I possibly can be. One more kiss? Louise asked. Elle smiled. Of course. Louise pulled Elle closer as she deepened the kiss. They were both breathing hard when Louise pulled back. Mm -mm. Elle moaned. Go before I pull you back into bed with me. Louise panted. Elle grinned. I wish you could. Me too, Louise said, falling back onto her pillow. Go. Laughing, Elle got up. Okay, okay, I'm off. I love you. I love you more, Louise replied. She watched as Elle quickly walked into the ensuite bathroom. A cabinet opened and closed. Elle walked back into the room and blew a kiss before closing the bedroom door behind her. Louise smiled sadly. This was part nine of Connection Revealed. Let me put on some more appropriate music before I start my gratitude moment and thank you all. All right, this sounds good. I am so grateful for your support, Natalie, Jamie, Thea, Shirley, Chicken Nipples, and Delisa. And thank you, Jackie, Bonnie, Carrie Ann, Noah Lee, Huggins, Reese, Lore, Kira, and Issa. I am so grateful, Shelly, Carissa, Hope, Sihem, John, Abigail, Laura, McKenz, Fawn, and Patricia. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Donna, Johannes, Belinda, Jamie, Jenny, Sadist, Sydney, Blue Hoodie, Greta, A, Charlotte, Jasmine, 
Grizel, Dewspray, Helene, and Anne. I'm so grateful. I really am. Denisa, Daisy, Rosie, Sheen Ariel, Melisandre, Madison, Rhonda, Stacy, Becky, PB, Sandy, Sue, and Irena. Thank you, Adam, Erica, Ray, Antonia, Sandy, Nairi, Reed, Trinda, Bella, and Jay. I guess you can tell I've been meditating more often. <laughs> yes, because, um, yeah, I don't want to sound too um, out there, I guess, but I really, you know, this is really nice to do because I get to feel all this gratitude for your support, for your help. So thank you. Charlie is a good boy. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Heidi, L, Kat, Sven, Carla, and Valerie. Thank you, Brie. Thank you, Matthias. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. I need to find a sound someday to, to accompany this name. It's like, the dash. Thank you, the dash. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Marie-Hélène. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Amber. All right. That's everyone. Thank you so much for supporting my work. You know, I've got a lot to figure out in 2023. Um, this is really what I want to do with my life, this podcast, writing stories. But I cannot make a living with it fully. So I've got to figure out what I, what I want to do aside from the podcast, you know? And it's been hard. And I think I've been stuck in kind of like a freeze pattern. <laughs> so I've got a lot of things to figure out, but I'm so grateful for the time I do get to spend working on this podcast. And yeah, you all make that possible. All right, that is it for this episode. The next episode will be out in two weeks. Patrons get early access, of course, so keep an eye on Patreon or our Discord channels. Thank you to everyone for listening and spending time with me. It really always is a privilege. You know, I'm going to steal this from Brene Brown, but time is a non... Oh my God, I can't remember the word. A non... Oh, a non-renewable resource. That's it. So yeah, it's precious. Thank you. And I will see you soon. Bye.